It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Fun show on tap today coming up in a half an hour. Josh Applebaum is going to join the program. Uh, an hour from right now, Jeff Seeley on his best bets with the Open Championship. And we will begin with, honestly, one of the crazier nights you're ever going to see in Major League Baseball with everything that took place. First of all, late night results last night. This is all you need to know, right? A's shut out the Red Sox, 3-0. <laughs> the Strohs and Rockies game was 3-3 in the first. It finished 4-3 Rockies. Oh, my God, I missed that. That game had six runs in the first yeah. inning, and oh, they scored first, one more. First five at, over is brutal. At Coors Field. Are you kidding me? Oh. And then, beyond that, it's the third day in history. Four games where each team scored 10-plus runs. You had the Diamondbacks and Braves at 7-5 going to the bottom of the second. The in-play total was 21 and yep. a half. Yep. And yep. it obliterated that number. How about that? I bet Braves run line. I scored 13 runs. I can't get... They can't you, you, lo- you lose the game outright. I know. And you get 13 runs from them. Yeah. We got emails today saying I've been playing in 13 run pools for my entire life. I, I can never remember a team scoring exactly 13 runs and losing. Oh, oh sure. That was from Bill earlier today. Yeah, yeah. And up, Madness. It's total madness well, last night. We, we had three games or 11-10. That's the first time ever, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, to land that, a, that. Yeah. And now you look at the best run differentials in Major League Baseball. The Rangers are number one at plus 162. Rays are number two at plus 149. Then the Braves at 145. And they're the Dodgers. Another big win last night. Yeah. And by big, I mean like they took the doors off Baltimore. Scored oh, a ton can, of yeah. runs. They're plus 94 now, run differential. Yep. 12 teams scored 10 plus runs. First time since 1884. Second most in history. What transpired yesterday. My God. Then the crazy giant red game as well, what we had. So absolute madness. And then you look at the American League. Look at the AL East. Tampa, Baltimore, Toronto, Boston, Yankees all lost. Houston loses, as you mentioned. The only team that won was Texas, but they played Tampa. And they're they're hot. They've won five in a row after we were worried about Texas. And they lost that series in Washington going into the break. Mm -hmm. They're up four and a half now. And the Yankees lose again and they can't hit. So it's just, you know, it's now plus 125 to make the playoffs. They are only three back of Houston. But it's, I don't care who you get. I mean, five one. So so what if Judge comes back, Look, right? Yeah, you can't hit the A, and that's the also it's the worst scenario possible if the Angels continue to win games. Well, because the clock's ticking here. We're close to the deadline. I was going to say, how about the timing now of this with the Reds in the National League? What a time for that team to be on a six-game losing streak. Yeah, I know, and to give both those games away yesterday, like they did, and then at the same time, like you just pointed out, the Angels are now suddenly winning games. Otani did not homer last night, surprisingly enough. But that's, again, if they would happen to just linger around and they're a couple of back of the wild card and that's going to change the guy's mind, 
to say, now we're in this thing. We might make a run at it this year. Yeah. Who the hell knows? And then at this point, yeah, what do the Yankees do? I saw a report yesterday that the Yankees actually might want to add like three or four guys. Why? Why would you want to add like three or four guys? Well, the pressure. I mean, how do you, Boone and Cashman can't cut. They should have been gone already. Well, but Boone, Boone and yes, Cashman I, I can't think, come back. But, I, I think Cashman's going to, I think he's uh, got the lifelong job contract you, you locked know, up. Uh, I hate to say it, you might be right, but still you would think he'd feel the pressure though with the, even if he comes back with Judge in his prime and you have Cole and God knows you know how long you're going to have these guys, right? That you have to do something to get something done. But I, I would think that they could take the same stance as the Mets and Cohen that you, you would be sellers at the deadline coming up. That's what I would and, think. And, re, and here's, here's their possible guys that could be available here about improving your team. Flaherty, Cease, Giolito, not a good audition last night. Scherzer, Bieber, Snell, Hader, Waka, Stroman, O'Neal. And then, of course, the big one's Otani. But some of the names that'll be out there that could be moved at the deadline, how you can improve your team and uh, and make a deep push in October. I would certainly make a move for some of the aforementioned names there. I'd make a move for Dylan Cease. If the White Sox make him available, a thousand percent, I'd make a move for that guy. The Orioles have to get somebody. And, yeah, and well, how many other teams should as well? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, if that if the Padres drop some games here coming up, I mean, you can get Waka or Snell, or this is... You know, but it, with Bieber out there or Scherzer, I mean, this would be fantastic. Cease, right. yeah, you're right. I think the Rangers. Even Stro- Stroman's had a hell of a year. I think the Rangers should add somebody. Uh-huh. I absolutely well, can. You want another starter? But Yes, I do. Okay. I want. Well. An, I don't think they're going to, but I, I would like another starter and more bullpen help. And I think the Astros absolutely have to make some moves. Yep. Now, they're waiting on a bunch of guys to come back. Well. And if they do, they're going to be okay, like offensively. But, you know, the bullpen falling apart a little bit over uh, recent weeks. And uh, the starting pitching, they, 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 they've been so nicked up. And injured. Definitely Toronto with Manoa's performance again. I mean, are you really you really feel good about yourself if it's going to be Gossman and Bassett to lead you in the playoffs? No. And Barrios no. has been solid at times, but that you know right. you can pretty much uh, throw out Manoa after he got lit up. But I'll tell you another team that'll do something will be the Giants. I mean, this is real now. They've won seven in a row at DraftKings. They are now minus three thirty to make the playoffs. After they sweep that, the other, they're not doubleheader, but they can pick it up after the suspended game. Right. But they're close to the Dodgers, and they keep winning. Phillies and Giants now minus three thirty. Baltimore is four dollars. The Marlins lose again. They're even money. The Blue Jays are minus two eighty. Arizona's minus one fifty. Milwaukee's up to three sixty now to make the playoffs. Texas is five twenty five. And the Reds, with this losing streak, as you mentioned, now plus 320 yep, to yep. make the playoffs. So I mean, uh, the, I'm surprised at that price with the Marlins, that they, uh, they've they lost eight in a row on the road. And uh, Arizona got a big win yesterday. But I mean, that's funky how that's going to play out for the final while. I, I think it's safe to assume it's going to be San Francisco and Philadelphia for two of the spots. Yeah, I think so, too. I was buying uh, tickets last night on uh, the Phillies to win the World Series. Yeah. So... Um, they're as low. I saw them as low as eighteen to one. By the way, to win the, they're. I mean, they're. I can't believe they never went in our draft last week. Really, yeah. that's the one team that stood out. Like this team really is not going to go in the top ten at all. Nobody's going to take them. So shocked humans passed on them to take the and, uh, and Dodgers. I, yeah, I know we were talking to Scott Tribuco, who was in studio money, but he said he wanted no part of Dave Roberts and the Dodgers. And you, hard to argue with the with the track record. I mean, the, the regular season they have every year, and they can't uh, get it done in October. I, but, I don't blame him. And, and what the Phillies did last year, and certainly with the pitching, they could, and then as uh, several people pointed out yesterday, that easy August schedule that they have. You want to get nuts? Did they catch Atlanta? I looked at that yesterday. They're nine back? I, look, I would have to find a— Ten uh, in the loss column? Yeah, you, you can find huge numbers on the Phillies to win that division. It is a cakewalk schedule in August, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And Atlanta's now lost four out of five, but you're you're getting Freed back and and right at some point. Yes, you are. Freed's got is doing this rehab right now, so it's, I mean, it's fantastic. There's stuff happening every night here. Oh, absolutely. And and again, the timing of some of these losing streaks, the Reds again, terrible, terrible timing, and the right. Marlins like that's five straight now for the Marlins. Yeah. Uh, Braves have lost three straight, but something tells me they're going to be okay. Yeah. And every team has a uh, well. After last night, now every team has a winning streak. I can't really call it a streak because it's one in a row for Arizona and San Diego. But the streaks are with uh, the Rockies, the Giants, and the Dodgers. And then everybody, like you said, lost in the American League East. So it's a wild season. It's totally up for grabs. This has uh, turned into what I think uh, you know the NFL wanted many, many, many years ago. 
and baseball was not like this for so long, where it was basically, oh, you can go and buy yourself a championship, and you can be like the evil empire or part of an evil empire, and it's it's not like that. I mean, you can make a case for any of these teams. Like I, that that draft that we had, the ten team future draft. I'm not going to be surprised at all if a team that did not get drafted wins the whole thing, because some good teams were left on the cutting room floor, and all of this, the way it's playing out again. Bad news for us, and I never, you know, I hate injuries to anybody, uh, but Luke Weaver, that came in again last night where you're either betting like a first inning run for the opposing team or their team total over or the first five over or whatever. He actually took a comebacker off of his non-pitching elbow, and so he left the game in the second inning when it was 4-4, though, or third inning, uh, top of the third when it was 4-4 at that point. You just need to continue to bet against the... Now, I didn't yesterday with Manoa, but... You know, in his one start back last week, he was okay. Yesterday, kind of reverted back to the guy that he was before he was sent down. Mm-hmm. But And you're right about the Blue Jays, because I think the Blue Jays are good enough to win the entire thing, but not with their current uh, starting staff. They they should be in the market to add, like, a starting pitcher, because it, it, you can't, it can't be Gossman and, and Bassett, and then you, you're you going to have, like, your fingers crossed and you're saying a right. prayer when Barrios goes out there and takes them out. Right. That's better than Baltimore, though. I mean, forget about an ace. Baltimore has no one close to even someone on Toronto's staff. But still, full marks to Baltimore for what they've done to be 20 over. Well, look at last but, night. Wells has been one of their uh, best yeah, starters. Yeah. And it's yeah. you know it's the Dodgers offense we're talking about here. Yeah. So, But that's not exactly... Yeah. I mean, you're going to be facing teams like that in the playoffs. Sure. But, but to, the, to the point, though, about who can you add, a lot of these teams are in no man's land. Like, the next week and a half is going to be huge for the Mets, for the Padres... You know, we know the White Sox are going to ship people, but, you know, what are these organizations that may think they're still in it? What happens in the next 10 days if they go on a small winning streak or losing streak, if they decide to punt or they actually go for it or just stand pat? Yep. Some of these big names are on those teams, as we mentioned. I'll tell you, too. I mean, I, I know that this is uh, way late to the party, but it's something that we talked about, you know, a couple of weeks back. Sound the alarms for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, this is this is thirty-five games now. Yeah, they're not coming I, out of the American League. Yeah, I wanted no part of six to one. No, I neither it was did ridiculous. I. Ridiculous. No, look yep. at what has happened to yep. their offense. Yeah, I mean, all those guys were absolutely that, mashing for the first two months of the season. I thought the same thing though about okay, playoff time. All right, who do you got after McClanahan? Who do you trust? Yeah. Who can you go to war with? I know. No, it's a thirty-five game sample now. Yeah, after the hot start, I mean, it's it's under five hundred now. Well, that's the thing we're talking about. All these staffs, it's going to be McClanahan and what Glasnow. Uh, that as we yeah, Eflin. Uh, Eflin's yeah, good. I mean, well, but I mean, maybe yeah. But October baseball, okay. I have right exactly. Yep. All right, let's follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We'll recap what a what a wild night again last night. In Major League Baseball. More of a recap from that and other sports coming up next, and uh, some really truly dynamite videos that we have on tap here on Follow the Money Visa and the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Get that NFL betting guide over 70 pages. Great articles, power rating. Steve Mackinnon, College Football Guide comes out August 3rd. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and NFL seasons. Profiles of every team, best bets on futures and win totals. Sign up before the end of July. You get both guides and full access through the Super Bowl for only $175 or Sign up on the monthly subscription. Get your first 30 days for only $19. Ends July 31st. Get this offer. Don't miss out on these preseason deals. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Become a subscriber today. Josh Applebaum is a VEASAN sports betting analyst, and you can get his two podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast. One is called Morning Bets. The other is called Market Insights. And he joins the program now to give us a rundown of uh, the Major League Baseball card today and what he is going to be betting. Josh, good morning. Thanks for the time, as always. Now, this kind of coincides with each other because they're playing one another, but the Giants are red hot, long uh, winning streak, the exact opposite here. And the timing has been terrible for the Reds because they were ahead of the Brewers in the NL Central. Well, today, Stripling's going to go for the Giants against Ashcraft and the Reds at DraftKings as we speak. Stripling and uh, San Francisco laying about a buck 15 here. Small favorite, total 10 and a half. What caught your eye here in this matchup? Yeah, Mitch and Paulie, it's great to be with you. So I'm going to actually, uh, I think you said the opportune words here, Mitch, buy low, sell high. To me, it's a good opportunity to back the Cincinnati Reds. You mentioned it, Mitch. Uh, you've seen San Francisco win the first two games. They won 4-2. to two. They won 11-10 uh, yesterday. And really what we're seeing today is this line moving away from San Francisco and towards Cincinnati. So we actually opened this game Giants as high as a minus 130, minus 125 road favorite. Now the G-men are down to minus 115. So line's going away from San Fran and it's going towards Cincinnati. Cincinnati open getting some plus money, plus 115, plus 110. Now you flipped over to even money or now a minus number here. So what's notable to me, guys, is the bet split. Uh, again, using our VEASAN.com bet splits coming directly from DraftKings. The public's riding the G-men saying, hey, G-men are playing great. Uh, since the break, they've gone 5-0. and Cincinnati's 0-5. and But remember, this Reds team before the break was red hot. A lot of young prospects have come up. A lot of energy on this team. However, they've struggled out of the gate here. So uh, basically the fact of buying low, selling high in the line, moving toward the Reds, tells me that smart money's on Cincinnati here. But also, guys, the bet split. Only 43% of bets are on Cincinnati, but they're taking into account 71% of the money. So when I'm looking at bet splits, and again, it's an inexact science. Not every sharp bet split's going to win. But anytime I can get a team getting less than half the tickets, but way more than half the money, that tells me those bigger, sharper wagers are in their favor. And you mentioned the pitching matchup here, Mitch. You know, Stripling, 0-2, 6.11 ERA. He hasn't been great this year. Ashcraft's numbers on the surface level aren't great either. 4-7, 5.95 ERA. But he's actually pitched pretty well here in July. He's made two starts. He has a 1.50 ERA in 12 innings. He's only given up two runs. Uh, also, you're looking at the bats, hoping they come alive here for the Reds. They're hitting 253 versus just 246 for uh, the Giants. And then also some correlative betting. Dog high total total in this game uh, is around 10 and a half. It is juiced up a little bit, minus 115, little liability maybe to another higher scoring game. When I'm on a dog, guys, I want to be on a dog in a high total game, anything like nine or higher. Low total would be eight or less, but more a uh, higher total here, more expected runs scored, more upset opportunities, more variance. It really is a benefit to a dog, unlike a, a low total would be a ben benefit to a favorite. So I'm not going to outsmart myself, guys. San Fran's 
the public play, but the line's dropping to the Reds. I'm backing the Reds here around even money at home to hopefully get off the schneid in the second half. All right, early start in Pittsburgh. Maybe you want to oppose Rich Hill, but the Pirates are now in last place, and they've lost 9 to 10. What are your thoughts on uh, Cleveland on the road here? Yeah, I'm not going to outsmart myself here, Paulie. I'm going to take Cleveland. They got a little uh, money in their favor. And by the way, how lucky are you guys on the West Coast to have uh, MLB games that start at 930? I mean, I can't complain either, 1230 on our uh, on our East Coast here. But uh, I'm liking the the, uh, the sweep here in favor of the Guardians. Uh, they've outscored the Pirates 21-1 to in this series. They won the opener 11 to nothing. They won again yesterday 10-1. to And today they're taking in the money in their favor. They opened around a minus 120, minus 125 road favorite. We're now seeing them get steamed up to minus 130, minus 135. So again, looking at steam and a sudden change in line movement across the marketplace, I want at least 10 cents of steam or more. That tells me uh, that a lot of big money has come in and moved this number. Now pitching matchup here hopefully will favor uh, the Guardians. Actually, Aaron Savalli, who's on the bump, he's been one of their best starters this year. 3-2, and 2.65 ERA. He has a 1.69 ERA on the road. And in three July starts, he has a 1.50 ERA. So Savalli's throwing the ball great. Meanwhile, Rich Hill, 7-9, 4.76 ERA. He's struggled. He's made uh, In July, he's made three starts. Uh, the Pirates are 0-3 in those games. He has an ERA over six. And then a lot of system matches here on Cleveland, guys. They have the line move. Uh, they're getting around 75% of bets, but 85% of the money. So it looks kind of like a pro and Joe bet split where public's just saying, hey, bet against Pittsburgh. They're really struggling right now. Whereas wise guys really like the value of that number when it opened you know, closer to minus 125 early, but also road interleague favorites. This has been a system match favorite of mine. They're 88 and 49 this year, 64% with a 9% ROI. If you're a short road favorite in a sweet spot between minus 120 and minus 150, these teams are 144 and 78, 65% with a 14% ROI. So they've done very well uh, just in general here in this spot. And guys, keep an eye on the over. Maybe we see some runs. It's nine and a half juiced up over minus 115. It's about 80 degrees in Pittsburgh. The wind is blowing out. Wind blowing out is always a good thing for an over, but uh, really Cleveland's bats are, are really raking right now. Pittsburgh struggling. We got a line move to uh, Cleveland. I'm going Guardians here, guys. I got them around minus 130. Yeah, I want nothing to do with the Pirates right now. It's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest is VSIN Sports Betting Analyst Josh Applebaum uh, talking about today's Major League Baseball card. One more uh, today on the slate. Tigers are currently $1.45, total 8.5 against the Royals. Eduardo Rodriguez, a guy that you're familiar with, uh, spent some time obviously in Boston. I mean, people forget about this. He was actually down to 20 to one at one point to win the American League Cy Young, his April and May. They were both really, really good months for him. Missed all of June, came back, two, uh, made, has made two starts so far. He got roughed up against Oakland um, in his first start back. Then at Seattle's last time, settled down, got back to the guy he was for their first two months. And now taking on a uh, Royals team today where he's favored again, laying 45 cents. Do you trust him again that he's fully back here? Do you want to lay the money here with uh, with Ro Rodriguez? I'm hoping so, Mitch. Yeah, I am going to lay it here with Detroit. You have seen a little bit of line movement in their favor. They open as low as minus 140, minus 145. I'm seeing them creep up, you know, past minus 150 now at this point. Erod, you mentioned it, 5-5, five five, 2.70 ERA, but he's been super consistent home and road. Ironically, he's got a 2.70 ERA at home. 2.70 ERA on the road, so hoping he can bring that consistency to Coffin Stadium here today. Uh, it's as much of a bet on Erod as it is a bet against uh, bet against Ryan Yarbrough. He's two and four with a 5.29 ERA this year, but at home his ERA is 7.36. And you see this Detroit lineup, uh, which a lot of Saber metrics uh, are banking on this team to maybe show some positive regression and be a team to lean on in the second half. A lot of their internal numbers. If you look at kind of like the luck factor, they've been a little bit more unlucky than lucky. So maybe the Tigers are a team to keep an eye on in the second half. You have seen so far th these teams split the series. You saw Detroit win the opener three to two. Second game, it was a back and forth. Uh, Tigers made a comeback almost, but they lost 11 to 10. Royals got a win. But guys, I'm going to bet against the Royals every opportunity I can get. Same thing with Oak Oakland. I know both these teams won last night. But if you look at in particular, when Kansas City wins a game, if you just bet against them the next game, it's almost like that. Hey, they got lucky. They got a win, but they're going to come back down to earth and lose again. Fading Kansas City off a win, 21 and 6, 78%, 22% ROI. That would match with Detroit here today. And then another sweet spot for short road favorites. If you're between minus 120 and minus 160, those teams are 174 and 103, 63% with a 9% ROI. Uh, and Kansas City has really struggled against lefties, just 7 and 18 against left-handed pitchers. And then shout out to our colleague, Steve Mackin, who does a great job with his bullpen rating system. Massive advantage here with Detroit in the pen. They're a plus seven versus a minus 22 for Kansas City. So this is kind of a uh, play for me, guys, where if uh, the Royals at home beat me, I'll have to tip my cap. 
but I'm going Erod. I'm going Detroit on the road. Shop round. I got, uh, I think, minus 147 here on Detroit. All right, Josh. Thanks for the time today. Best of luck on the card. You too, guys. Have a great day. Yep. Get his two podcasts again called Morning Bets and Market Insights here at Beeson. We were talking to him before the uh, before the break. He thinks that's going to be a uh, restaurants, condos, hotel type deal behind Fenway Park. Uh, off, off the monster. Okay. What's it called? Landau Landau Street? Lansdown. Lansdown. Yep. Lance, thank you. Okay. Thanks, yep. Josh. Thanks, Luke. Uh, yeah. Okay. So is that better than condos then? Uh I've been to uh, I haven't been to Fenway since 2009. Been a, it's been right. a minute. Yeah. I would I would go back there in a heartbeat. Now here's the thing: would here's you stay the at that hotel again? Yeah. If you, yeah, that's that you can't knock. I mean, if you get you could stay up there, and that's a hotel, uh, or or if it's a condo up on the top level, right? Yeah, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll do. I would flip it and do a 180 from the previous segment. If I could stay there for a couple of days, go to a game at Fenway, I would probably do it. You think it'd be higher though if it's going to be a, a hotel? What I mean, that's a, that looks like a looks like, like a warehouse type deal though, doesn't it? Yeah, I, but based on that picture, I'll be honest. When you first showed me the the tweet and right. the photo, I was like, I don't even know what I'm looking at here. Yeah, I wasn't sure what it was. Like an office type. Deal. Yeah, right, exactly. But yeah, and, and again, Josh said during the break, it looks like it's uh, probably going to go up. Well, it's like Skydome, right? They built that. When they first built that stadium, the hotel was right there. Remember the couple? Oh, of course I do, yeah. <laughs> oh, they can see in? Oh, whoops. Oh, okay. We didn't know that part. We thought that we could only see out, not not yeah, vice right. versa. Yeah. The other way you around see, here. Yeah, yeah, hopping on the good foot, doing the bad thing. Oh. Right. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, we will preview the Denver Broncos. It comes down to one major idea with this team. You're either in or you're out. There is no sitting on the fence. We'll talk about it next here. Unfollow the money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Follow the money. Follow, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on Visa. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This is a great week because the Open Championship, uh, I love this event every single year. It works perfectly, you know, with our hours that we're on the air. Can't wait to watch us sing. And uh, our friend, Andy Jeff Seeley, joins the program now. You can check out CutMakerPod.com for his latest plays and podcast and the new Cutmaker YouTube channel as well. Now, Indy Jeff has been on fire here. What is that? Three winners in the last nine or ten weeks. You've had Kepka, you had Grio, and also Straka recently. So uh, let's keep it going here, pal. That's is that three in nine weeks or ten weeks? Three in nine weeks. Yep. Damn. Good okay. job. Very good. Let's begin with the core plays then. And as we all know, you love Brooks Kepka. You bet him yep. a lot. Um, what is your angle this week with BK? Are you on him to win it outright at uh, Hoy Lake? Yeah, guys. I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, again, I play him in every major, but it, it, he's a good bet. But I, I would say, honestly, guys, outside from being a good bet this week, I think he's a tremendous DFS play. For your listeners who play DFS, I think he makes for a great option. Um, Offer some leverage. We'll get the popular Scheffler, Rory, and Hovland. So uh, BK is definitely an interesting play on on uh, DraftKings as well as DFS. But um, you know, Kepka is the best major player in the field. Finished second, first, and 17th in three majors this year. In the Open, if you exclude an outlier of last year, he's finished sixth, fourth, 39th, sixth, and 10th at the Open. Played very, very well here. Say what you will about Liv Golf, but he has a win in two more top fives in his last five events, so his form is just fine. Not a lot more to say. I think he's the best pick, especially for the price, to win the, the Open. So, um, love Kepka. There's a few guys I like in the low 20s price range. I like Hovland. and I like Xander. But my favorite at the low 20s is probably Tommy Fleetwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't bet everybody. And frankly, Fleetwood, while it's difficult to build a model this week, Fleetwood came out real, number two in my model right behind Kepka and two spots ahead of Hovland. So I picked Fleetwood. He has finished fourth or better in two of his last three Open Championships. Current form is definitely there. He's been playing very, very good golf lately. I can't make a case against him aside from the fact that Kepka's in the field. So, like Tommy Fleetwood a lot, 
I think at 22 to 1, he's a good option. Okay. Uh, can Back up a second. Can you t- tell us about uh, the course? And they've tinkered with it since the last time we had it here in 2014, which Rory won. And they and they played with a par five, a, a par three. I think that's on 17. Uh, if you tell us a little bit about the course, yeah. So it's yeah. Again, they, they just, it's just like you said, though. It played but just under 7,400 yards, par 71. It was a fairly easy course that you know they were 14, 15, 16 under, and they've tried to make it a little harder with more distance, increased OB. As you said, they've got a short, funky par three. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, the, the OB is the one big thing that really stood out to me is they've, they've basically taken what was fairway and, and, or just score rough for that matter and, and introduced more out of bounds. Um, just kind of a, a quirky little factor, but again, quirkiness is part of European golf as part of the open. So it's part of the character. Some people don't like it. Some people think it's cool. Um, so yeah, there's going to be more OBs, more balls, balls out of bounds, which should make it a little more difficult. But guys, more, more than anything, we all know this. When these open championships, the biggest factor is the weather, right? And and you you see now there's going to be the weather's not going to be perfect. There could be some weather issues as well. So as much as anything, the course is going to be a little more difficult than it was when when, when Tiger won. But more than anything, um, I'm really going to keep an eye on the weather and and, and try to make use that to my advantage in live and live betting when you're mm-hmm. looking at forecasts you're looking at waves and you're looking at guys who may struggle and guys who may have a clear spot you got to take advantage of this in tournaments like that what's your level of concern on the bk play that he's going to be partnered with uh Cantley? and Cantley is the slowest player on the tournament or one of them anyway and, and kepka hates playing with him no there's he does there's no doubt and and, and that's obviously when i first saw that my initial reaction was oh crap right but now that he has a couple of days to prepare for it and he knows that he knows it's going to happen. He knows it's going to be there. And he's, he's actually changed his routine a little bit over the last, I don't know, tournament or two in preparation for that. Scotty Scheffler is a, is a very slow player as well. And I watched Kepka playing with Scheffler at the, at the PGA championship. I was there and he, he slowed down his routine. He's taken his time more on putts, taking his time more on the green. He has slowed things down when he's playing with a slow player so he doesn't get out of rhythm. He's not just standing there getting pissed. So, yeah, I think that's it, – it, it, is it ideal? No. But do I think he'll be prepared for it? Yeah. And, you know, you can't always control who you're playing for. Uh, it's a little bit of a troll job probably by, uh, by, by the tour officials. But uh, nonetheless, it, it'll make hopefully make for entertaining TV. And uh, hopefully they only have to play together for a short period and have Kepka can – to move on. So, uh, yeah, but no, it's, it's certainly something that I looked at, but I'm, I'm not overly concerned about it. Okay. So before vacation, you get Straka 55 to one. Now we're getting into that range here. Let's get into that 50 to 70 to one range and beyond. Now you, you mentioned you already bet Rose, but you said shop around Rose is 73 to one here. Tell us about your thoughts on Rose and some other guys in that 70 to one range. It's a fantastic price on Justin Rose. And, and, you know, he's finished inside the top 12 in three of his last five events, and he was the runner-up in the 2018 Open Championship. Justin Rose has played in 16 Open Championships. That is a ton. And he's finished inside the top 25 in eight of them. Going back to November, Rose has played in, again, I submit 16 PGA Tour events. He has a win, four top 10s, and five more inside the top 30. So in two-thirds of events, Rose is finishing inside the top 30. His irons have been dialed in, gaining an 11 straight events prior to the U.S. Open. And for almost all of 2023, we've seen his, his irons be good. His putter can get hot. Rose is plus 450 top 10, plus 200 top 20, and as low as minus 125 top 40. I think Rose is a tremendous place at market bet. A few bucks on the, out, on the outright, especially if you can get him in the 70s like in Circa. And guys, I haven't heard anybody talk about Bryson DeChambeau this week. He's 65 to 1. I'm going to be playing Bryson DeChambeau. He makes a really interesting bet, especially in the place of markets. He is fourth, ninth, second, and 11th in his last four live events to go with a 20th at the U.S. Open and a fourth-place finish at the PGA Championship. He is absolutely in form. But he's not the Incredible Hulk anymore. He's just been playing very good golf, and he's by no means short. He gained an average of six strokes off the tee and three on approach in the last two majors. Game is absolutely there. 
You can find Bryson top 20 in the state two to one range. And I would take him as low as minus 150 for a top 40 bet. I think he makes for an interesting outright play, a very good DFS play, and a great uh, placement market bet. Okay, it's funny you brought him up. I have a bet on him, by the way, Jeff. I'll get Mm -hmm. to coming up in about 20 minutes in a placement market that I like with the Shambo. As I do with another guy that you like, I bet Min Woo Lee in a placement market. I'll have more details on that coming up. But how are you approaching uh, betting Min Woo Lee this week? Yeah, again, I think he's he's a really sneaky play. Um, Sam Panionovich and I talked about it on my podcast last night, and I uh, I, I really think he's he's interesting. His his putter has been very hot lately. He consistently gains off the tee. The thing with Min Woo Lee is his iron. If his irons are dialed in, he's could could absolutely win this tournament. What's incredible is the finish that he's had with bad iron play. He finished ninth at the Travelers despite losing four and a half strokes on approach. Wow. He finished 18th at the PGA despite losing three and his 3.7 strokes on with his iron. He finished sixth at the players despite losing almost six strokes with his iron. So we say this about people putting all the time. We very rarely say it about somebody regarding their iron. So he's gained with his irons in three of his last four events. If he can put all the phases together, he's absolutely live at 70 to one plus 250 top 20 and then minus 125 top 40. Both make for great placement plays, and he's plus 550 for top Aussie. I think that's a really good bet if Cam Smith falters. Very interested in minimum league. Yep. Okay, down the board even more then. Let's go bombs away. We're talking about 90 to 1 or even triple digits. Who do you like? Your guy. We got your guy here, Mitch. Denny McCarthy. 90 to 1. Uh, guys that a lot of people, including Mitch, bet every week, waiting for the moment. We'll come across the line. Arguably the best putter on tour. McCarthy has four top tens in his last seven events, playing great golf, finished 20th of the U.S. Open, 29th in the PGA, and I think he's a great top 40 place at that this week. Accurate driver, so I don't worry about the out-of-pounds from McCarthy. Capable of gaining three to four strokes with his irons. We know the putting is going to be there. If conditions get tough and get windy, I like him that much more. Um, so I think top 40 plus 120 plus a, a, a dart on Denny at 90 to 1 is interesting. And the guys, this price is just egregious. I got Seth Strzok at 175 to one. A guy who has a win, seventh at the PGA Championship, and a top 20 in his last seven events. And this is a European guy. He always gains off the tee. He's a great win player. His short game is good, and his putting is solid. With Straka, kind of like Min Woo Lee, it just comes down to his iron. But if they can get hot, like they just did at the John Deere two weeks ago. He, he, they did the Memorial, they did the PTA. Strzokhead can absolutely make a run in this thing. Three to one, top 30, two to one, top 40. Great prices on Strzokhead and 175 to one. Give me a break. Yeah. That's absolutely 10, 20 bucks. Great stuff. Check out cutmakerpod.com again for Indy Jeff Seeley's latest plays and podcasts and the new Cutmaker YouTube channel as well. Excellent uh, analysis as always, my man. Best of luck this week. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. Be good. There you go. Well, you just. Ran down everything. For news matter only, hole in one, yes, two dollars. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna play it? Yeah. Not the yes. You gonna go the no? <laughs> Do I? No, I'm not done the... with that though. You're not? Only if it's the Masters. All right. But lose again? See, it happened the first day of the last one, right? Thursday. Bam. Yep. It was a bunch of them. There's a very interesting market that you can uh, get involved with, by the way, with the high the best finish by a live player, which I'm intrigued by. More on our bets coming up in a bit, but filed this away. There's an 18-1-1 first five streak going on in baseball. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Two 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This is going to be a fun hour. We'll preview the Denver Broncos coming up in a half an hour with Nate Kreckman, who's a host on Altitude Sports Radio in that city. Get his thoughts on their win total and uh, their ceiling this year. And now we'll begin this hour talking college football. Aaron Murray, former Georgia quarterback and now college analyst on ESPN and also Sirius XM radio. Yeah. Kind enough to join us here early on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for the time today, Aaron. How you been? Yeah. Thanks for having me. Just uh, enjoying my time in Nashville. SEC media day, day three, about to get kicked off in an hour for me. So uh, uh, it's just amazing how, how big this event is. And, and I don't know if you guys saw, but next year we'll be in Dallas yes. with the additions of Texas and Oklahoma. So uh, the thoughts of just how, mammoth uh this, this week's gonna be next summer with those two schools uh it just shows you you know just how big the sport's getting how big the sec is getting and uh they obviously expand their reach how do you feel about that and how do you think they'll be received once they come into the conference i think everyone's excited i mean it was we all most of these kids including myself you know grew up watching football grew up watching college football uh oklahoma's been you know, during a lot of these kids' time, one of the top teams in America. You know, the 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 you know 2010 to 20 with all the Heisman Trophy winners, the the playoff appearances. Like Oklahoma's been on the forefront of of a lot of people's minds, and and obviously for those that are a little bit older, Oklahoma has one of the best traditions and winning its programs in, in all of college football. So like that's a hell of a program. Texas, the brand of Texas, everyone knows the Longhorns. Everyone loves to go Longhorns down mm-hmm. and, and all that. You know, horns down. So like. Those are two massive brands I think players, coaches, fans realize is going to take the SEC to an even greater level um, when it comes to kind of being the premier conference out there right now. So I think everyone's excited. You know, obviously there's the you know discussion this week. I've seen a lot of, hey, you, you know, they better be ready. They better be ready. And they, they, they need to be. You know, the yeah. Oklahoma and Texas need to have good years this year in the Big 12 to gain some confidence, to get the fan base even more excited because of the whole NIL rules, you know, be able to get more donor money in there, uh, to be able to compete with the boys year in and year out, like Georgia, like LSU, like Alabama. So I think they're ready. I think both of them should, based on their talent, should be 10-win teams this year in that conference, but they got to go out there and do it. Uh, I saw you tweeted this and, and you're the pictures as well. 
and you're a former uh, Georgia Bulldog that you talked to Kirby Smart. Well, how about the talk of the three, Pete? And if they can pull this off again, and maybe the stars align and they catch, they could catch Alabama in a down year. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't think Alabama's going to make it first. I, I still think LSU is kind of my favorite team to, you know, come out of the West just because of, of you know, their starting talent. You know, they, they're they're not as deep as Alabama, but starter for starter, I'm more confident in, in them. And you know, the difficulty is they're going to have to go to Tuscaloosa at the end of the season. So that's that's you know, and Nick doesn't lose in Tuscaloosa. So that's that's going to be the question. But you know, as as a team, I think LSU. For starters, is, is is maybe a tad bit more um, reliable right now heading into the season. So we'll see about what Alabama does and some of their young talent. But you know, when it comes to Georgia, maybe they call me biased. Like they're they're the most talented team in America. They return the majority of their guys on defense. It's been the best one of the best defenses in the country the past two years, and it's crazy to think they could be even better this year. You return the majority of your production on offense. You went out there and added two transfer receivers that were two of the best receivers in the SEC last year, and Dominic Lovett and, and, and Ra Ra. You got the best player in America in Brock Bowers. Um, offensive line is going to be great. A lot of people obviously question, well, who's going to be the quarterback? You know, Stetson's gone. Who's going to take over? And mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I've been a big fan of Carson Beck for for three years now. He's an absolute stud. I remember even last year where I went to go to practice in the fall. And, and Bobo, who was the analyst now, Mike Bobo is now the coordinator with Todd Munkin leaving. You know, I asked Coach Bobo, who was my OC back in the day, I said, you know, who, who do you like? And he said, man, this Carson kid's special. I was like, I know. I, I, I've, I've watched him for three years continue to grow, and I think he's going to have a monster season. So I, I just think they, have, they, they don't have any questions. They got elite guys at elite spots. They got depth. And they got maybe the easiest schedule in America. Yeah, so yeah. I think the stars have aligned perfectly for Georgia to put themselves in a situation where they should be undefeated. They should be in Atlanta, you know, facing LSU, who, who's, you know, talented, but not as deep. Um, and they should be one of the final four teams competing for a championship at the end of the day. Yeah. And on that note here, it's follow the money on Visa and the sports betting network. Our guest is former Georgia quarterback, Aaron Murray, now an analyst at ESPN and also Sirius XM radio. So I'm with you. I will pencil in Georgia to make the playoff. You said that you're buying the hype on LSU. What's more likely to happen this year, you think? Two teams from the SEC to make the playoff or two teams from the Big Ten with how good Ohio State and Michigan could be on paper again this year? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be hard. Um, I would probably say two teams from the Big Ten just because you, know, you look at LSU's schedule and in and, and, you know, it's it's tough. You know, you got Florida State week one, yep. but I think Florida State's I think Florida State's a contender to be one of the final four teams in the playoffs at the end of the day. I think they you know, they return a defense that was given up twenty points per game. They return almost every starter on that side of the football. You return your starting quarterback in Jordan Travis. You return your you know top receiver. You went out there and got a great guy in the transfer portal, the tight end spot from South Carolina. Yeah, very good offensive line. Like. They're a team that is experienced. Mark Norvell's in his, I believe, his fourth season as a head coach there. Like, of course, it's going to be a great team. Mm-hmm. I think the team to win the ACC, and and they're going to have to face them week one. So, like, that's a challenge. You had to go on the road to Tuscaloosa. You had to play Texas A&M, who is a very talented football team, a team that I think has a chance to win a bunch of games this year, you know, especially with you know Jimbo most likely giving up the play-calling duties. Uh, you got to play Ole Miss, who I think is going to be really good with Jackson Dart and, and Quinton Junkins, who's the best running back in America. Like, And then on top of that, you're going to have to go play Georgia, the SEC championship. So to think that LSU is going to go undefeated and then beat Georgia or even if lose to Georgia, you know, it, it, it just I, I think they drop mm-hmm. one along the way. I could see LSU being 11-1 going to Atlanta. And then losing to Georgia, and we know the two Hawks teams not going to get in the playoffs, where Ohio State and, and Michigan, you know, probably same thing happens again this year. One of them loses. Ohio State probably loses to Michigan. They're still 11-1. They don't have to play that extra game, which is, you know, LSU essentially getting penalized for it. They don't have to play the extra game. They get in. LSU stays at home. So, like, I could see that situation playing out a little bit more. It was which is unfortunate for, for LSU plays a, a more difficult schedule and would have to play actually in a conference championship game, would, would end up getting penalized. All good points, certainly. That's a tough game against Florida State, no doubt. You mentioned A&M. 
and it was a debacle last year uh, with, with, with what they were supposed to be on paper and all the talent and how bad they were offensively. What's the talk there at SEC Media Day and around the, the Aggie program that now Petrino is going to be the OC? Yeah, I, I think there's excitement. You know, it, it, it's, it's for head coaches, very few can do both. I mean, you got, you know, the Lane Kiffins of the world. You got, a, you know, like the, there's a handful of the top coaches at top programs that can be the head coach and Lincoln Riley there at USC and, and, and can also call plays. I mean, the, the, the responsibilities of a head coach nowadays are just too much. And, you know, you got to be able to step on trends. You got to be able to do research. You got to be able to game plan. And as a head coach, when you're getting pulled in a million directions, it's just really difficult to do that. So I think for Jimbo, this is a good thing for him to bring in a veteran presence, a guy that he probably trusts more than say a young up and coming, you know, coordinator to essentially give the reins to, to, to go call the play. So you, know, you look at A&M this year, you got Connor Wegman returning a quarterback. I think the best quarterback they've had on the roster since, you know, Kellen Mond left. Hmm. I know there's a lot of excitement about him in year two. You got uh, a nice Smith back at receiver, Evan Stewart, Moose Muhammad. You got a great offensive line for returning as well. Like this offense should be really good. An offense that scored 20, 21 points per game last year should probably be scoring closer to 30 points per game this year. So if you add a touchdown to that football team with the defense they have, when all that talent on that side of the football returning, yeah, this should be a team that, that, that could win eight to 10 games this season. You know, let's not forget they, they beat Alabama two years ago and they almost mm-hmm. beat Alabama again last year. So there's no question they can compete with the big boys. Yeah. Agreed. You can follow Aaron on Twitter. He is at Aaron Murray, 11 ESPN college football analyst, along with uh Sirius XM SEC radio as well. Aaron, thanks so much for the time today. We really appreciate that. Appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of the week. Yep. Thank you. Great job. So as he pointed out, Georgia might have the easiest schedule in the country. Yep. Yep. Their win total right now at DraftKings is 11 and a half over is plus 120. Yeah. Where are they going to stumble? Yeah. I bet them to win the SEC already. Yeah. Um, they play at Auburn. At Tennessee. Maybe. They play at Tennessee. I, uh, they would, get Kentucky at home. Florida's down again. I, I can't. No. They get Ole Miss at home. They get Missouri at home. Well, the Florida game's in Jacksonville. Right. I, I don't. I mean, it's going to have to be uh, really whoever the new quarterback's going to be, who Kirby Smart would not commit yesterday, whoever that quarterback's going to, he's going to have to avoid. It's it, For them to lose, like on the road, against the Tigers, it would have to be like a four-turnover game. And they're going to be huge favorites in all these games. It seems like uh, the SEC is like, okay, welcome in Texas and Oklahoma. And, you know, we're happy to have you. But, you know, as he said, be ready and it's going to be difficult. And But I just, it seems like both sides coming next year, like what with this USC-UCLA thing to the Big Ten, yeah. how funky that is. Yeah. <laughs> that is just going to be bizarre. Uh, but it's great that it's it's here now with media days. And right here at Cirque, starting tomorrow at the pool is Mountain West. And then next week is, is uh, Big 12, or excuse me, uh, Big Ten. Pac-12 is Friday also here in Las Vegas. So it's fun with media days and all the hype and talk. Yep. All right, so follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll recap what took place last night in the betting world with win some, lose some. If you're just waking up, what a wild and crazy evening in Major League Baseball, like the first time since 1884. Details next. Is follow the money on v Want to get in all the fantasy action but sick of managing your roster? Sick of injuries ending your season? With Best Ball on DraftKings, get the best of your team all season long. Best Ball on DraftKings is bigger than ever with $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs. For a limited time, you can join DraftKings' largest best ball contest ever and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollar as soon as the draft is finished. Act now before this offer expires. Download the app, use code FOLLOW to play, enter DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest, snake draft your team for the season. You automatically rack up points for all your top scores. No ads, drops, trades, or I should have played them instead. Teams with the most points will have a shot to take home the $1 million top prize. Head to DraftKings now, get the app, sign up with code FOLLOW, and start playing today. Join the $10 million Best Ball Tournament and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars. Only on DraftKings with code FOLLOW. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One per customer. 
opt-in required with $10 entry fee. Bonus issued is 10 DK dollars. DraftKings.com slash promotions for details. All right, let's preview the Denver Broncos. Broncos country, let's ride. Yes. Nate Kreckman joins the program now, <laughs> longtime radio host in Denver and Altitude Sports Radio. Hey, pal, how are you? I'm good. By the way, he doesn't say it anymore, or at least I know. one time that he talked to the media this year, uh, which was very muted because that's the way Sean Payton wanted it. Yeah. He doesn't say it anymore. We'll, this, we'll see. Wow. But as of now, uh, the, the tagline, the catchphrase, has been put on ice. Okay. You have a very strong opinion of Russell Wilson. Let's hear it. What is it? Not very good. That, that, that's, the, that's the problem, is that Russell Wilson right now is a quarterback whose who's ceiling is average. His ceiling His ceiling's is average? average? Wow. His ceiling is an average NFL quarterback. Here's the thing. If Sean Payton can get average out of Russell Wilson, and Sean Payton has shown, like, as long as he doesn't have Ian Book out there, like, he can win games, um, then, then he'll be all right. Like, they'll lean into the run game. Their skill position talent is not great, but it's okay enough. And I think Peyton is smart enough that they should be able to score, hopefully on average, three, four, maybe five more points per game this upcoming season, and they can win some games and be all right. But this has no chance of being explosive. Oh, wow. Oh, so we have to, we have to d- dive into this. Because, you see, yeah, he's won games with Simeon and Hill and Winston, mm-hmm. what, what he's done in New Orleans, and he's a great coach. But what if, because they average 17 points per game, what if he can't fix them? What's, can they get out of this contract? Okay, so the deal on that is it, it's doable, but it will hurt. Okay, it, it's an organizational colonoscopy, but they'll have to do it, okay? So, so the story is, is that they can get rid of him after this year. And, like, again, it will hurt. You're talking about an $85 million dead cap hit, but there's a post-June 1st designation. If they ax him, then you can spread that out over two years. It's kind of like a Matt Ryan-ish dead money hit. That didn't work out great, but it's the only thing that you can do to be able to move on. And the reality of the Broncos situation is that Sean Payton is the face of the franchise and has a future here. Russell Wilson, he got fired from being the face of the franchise. They tried it, and it was a complete and total disaster, uh, and it was embarrassing for everybody. So now, Sean Payton, it's his show. Russ, you get in line, which so far, at least, and we haven't even gotten to training camp, but so far, he mostly has done. But the organization could spread an $85 million dead cap over two years. With the post-June 1st cut, it would hurt. Maybe Jared Stidham and then whomever they drafted would then be the quarterback of the future if this thing doesn't get fixed. And, guys, it's still a big if. I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that, right. I mean, because it's kind of like a guessing game right now. Like, do you think Peyton's going to get Russell Wilson back to what he was like before last year? Or is that the new Russell Wilson that we're going to get for the rest of his career what about the defense? I'm looking at all these uh, you know, individual players that they have, the talent. Uh, I'll use pro football focus here. They were not very friendly to the overall rankings of the defense. They do not like the defensive line. They think the uh, linebackers are average but can have a higher ceiling. They love the secondary. Like, Can the defense, I don't think they can duplicate what they did last year, but they can probably be pretty close, don't you think? I think the defense has a chance to, to be okay. To your point, it's not as good as it was last year. Um, and, and there's inside the numbers, there's some smoke and mirrors. The things fell off quite a bit after Bradley Chubb left last year. Not that he was necessarily great, uh, but things fell off after that. It, it comes down to the health of the pass rush. If Randy Gregory's healthy mm-hmm. and has a good year, if Frank Clark is healthy and has a good year, Baron Browning takes a next step, third rounder out of Ohio State from a couple of years ago, pass rush has a chance to be okay. The, the secondary is good. Actually, the secondary is borderline great. Sertan mm-hmm. might be the best corner in football. Justin Simmons is, is very good. Kwan Williams is dependable in the nickel. Like They have a good secondary. They're counting on Vance Joseph, who has never shown to be particularly good at being an NFL defensive coordinator, but they're counting on Vance Joseph to be able to sort of kick this thing and get it going back in the right direction. There's just 
the defense and the offense, quite frankly, just have a similar problem. Just not a lot of talent. There's just, there's just not a lot mm. of good players on this roster. Now, there's a, a lot of good enough players that if Sean Payton can work his magic, like I said, you bump that scoring average up a few points, you flip some of those close games on their head, you get better clock management, actual competent coaching, not Nathaniel Hackett being a disaster, and and this thing is is has got 500 and a really outside shot at a wild card written all over it right now, but it's going to require good injury luck. And like I said, yeah. at least the average. Oh yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's a good point too, about how many injuries they had last year and then losing all those, Brutal. those one score games. You're right. Well, what's the, what's the fan base thinking here? I mean, it's a great sports town and the Broncos are it there. Uh, I mean, how great that, I mean, the nuggets just pulled up, but how, they're crazy about over the Broncos, but seven straight years, no playoffs. And then how excited they must be to go from, again, we've talked about this before you came on, to go from Joseph Fangio, Hackett, and now you get a Hall of Famer in Peyton. Uh, the fan base is wondering when does Nikola Jokic get back, okay? <laughs> that, that's, that's mostly what Denver Come on. is into uh. to talk about right now. It, it's, man, like Russell Wilson, he came to Denver last year, and he instantly owned the town, and in, in the last week, uh, let's see, his, his house is plummeting in value with 12 bathrooms. Um, his clothing, his clothing store is high end clothing store that he and Sierra opened at the mall in the, in the South suburbs, uh, that closed up shop. They had to move out to the airport. Um, they, things have not been going great. Like Russ got a really tepid response when he showed up at the NBA finals and they put him on the jumbotron. You could hear booze wow. in the building. Uh, when they, when they showed him up there, it wasn't, wasn't 18,000 booing, but there was a lot of people that were just like, Hey, get this guy out of here. Let's focus on the team. That's fun right now. And Sean Payton, since he has shown up, um, has very much done as much as he possibly could. And, and to his credit, I think this is smart to get the Broncos off the front page as much as he possibly can. Um, he's, he's making himself the face of this whole thing. He's, he's putting himself front and center. Uh, he's limited media access big time. He's sort of mocked the media for complaining about the lack of media access that he has provided. He's trying to shut everybody out of training camp the best that he possibly can. Uh, they're limited crowds to training camp and everything else. Like Sean Payton is almost trying to fix this thing under the cover of darkness right now in Denver. And it, again, like it, it's weird because that's not how the Broncos have ever operated in my lifetime. Um, covering that team, but also I actually do think it's smart because hype and attention hurt this team so badly last yeah. year. Hackett wasn't up to it, and Russ was a mess. No, Hackett was vomiting on himself yeah. on national TV in yeah. Week One. Nate, we have a minute left here. So then, how many how many wins would you bet on the team having, and where would you bet on this team finishing in the uh, AFC West? That eight and a half is just, it's, you know, it's slapping me around right now because they can win nine. They, they can completely win nine. Um, but, guys, they're, they're at best the third best team in the AFC West. At best the third best team. Now, the Chargers could completely charge her, and yep. the Broncos could finish in second. But this is the third best team in the AFC West. And um, I just, I'm, I'm going to bet over eight and a half because I, think they can win nine and I want them to win nine, but I'll still be surprised if it happens. Well, if, okay. I mean, if they can't, finish you ahead the Raiders, of, if they can't you? finish ahead of the Raiders this year, yeah. then it's going to be, yeah, yeah, Russ is gone or something's going to have to happen for sure. Follow him on Twitter. He's at Nate Crackman. You can catch him every day on altitude sports radio, 92.5 in the great city of Denver. Nate, great catching up. Thanks, man. Thanks guys. Thank, Thank you. Good. Well yeah. done. His ceiling is average. Yeah. I can't be that harsh on him. Last year was by far and away his worst season. That it's yeah right. Well, it was how much was it Wilson? How much was it Hackett? Yeah. I mean, because it was they couldn't even get the play in. We will run down what we're betting today. Up next with uh, in pocket plays on follow the money. It's Vsin the sports betting network. It's brand new season two. 
I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.